catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Welcome to another sparkling edition of the Thought Police. It's me, Mike Graham, and it's him, Kevin O'Sullivan. Kevin, welcome uh, into our brand new studio, which we've now acquired for the uh, podcast purposes. There's no expense spent on this podcast. No expense spent, (laughs) exactly right. Very well said. Now, I mean, apart from anything else, I've got big news for you today, because I had Matt Kelly on the uh, show. I heard. um, And he's a changed man. You know, he used to be that guy who was really angry about Remain yeah. versus Leave, the guy who yeah. used to, you know, really have a go at people for being Brexiteers. And he seems to have had some kind of road to Damascus type um, conversion, has not he? Yeah, and I think that's because uh, he's producing a newspaper, which uh, he's now invested in. Uh, that's his sole source of income, and he wants to make it a bit more appealing to yes. a few more people. Because at the moment, it's just a straggle, a few, a handful of manic Remainers. Like AC Although he's Brayden. making money from it, though, and, you, and you've always called it a failed project because they didn't actually get what they wanted. But well, maybe maybe he's right. To, to, uh, to be fair to me, Mike, uh, it's a little bit more nuanced than this. I think that the... Uh, New European has always been a newspaper that bizarrely prospers on its own failure. It thrives on its failure. It has failed in its entire project. And ironically, in this echo chamber media world that we now live in, now that we've left Brexit or we left Europe and Brexit is achieved and uh, the new European is entirely fucked it will never do better it will now uh, go into the universe it will do very very well I suspect now because these fucking idiots like AC Growling just want us AC Growling that's Growling that's yeah. a bit of a weird name yeah. for him AC Growling just right. want to sit around uh, moaning about how terrible it is that mm. we've left Europe and they'll do that forever yes. and in that respect these idiots that just want to massage their own fucked egos uh, will carry on on buying and writing for this paper. Well, true. But, I mean, I, I quite admire what he's doing because what he is doing is he's doing, as he explained to me, um, you know, and you've often said this as well, give people what they want and they'll buy it. Yeah, and if the people that he's selling to want to hear about how great Europe is, um, then that's what he's going to give them. But by the same token, he, said, he also said, and I don't know how true this will yeah. end up being, um, that he's also going to be having a go at the EU. Because to be fair to him, he did say their vaccine policy was completely and utterly hopeless. Yeah. Uh, but he, I, I don't think... 
Yeah, not much that. else you could well, say. Well, no, but a couple of years ago, I think he would have been a lot more yeah. um, strong, federalist. I would say. He would have been a lot more federalist. But I think, you know, the game's up for a lot of these guys because if you are sensible, you cannot stand by the EU because they are fucking useless. There's no question about it. And yeah. they proved themselves not only, as you said last week, to be fucking useless, but to be imbecilic, to be incapable and of nasty, change. And, and fucking horrible nasty. Into fucking the bargain. Nasty, yeah. and, and incompetent. And a mixture of incompetence and nastiness is never good. Yeah, no, I used to write, I've written a few pieces for the New Yeah, you said. Uh, but the... Uh, I've got what a, were you I've, doing that for? Uh, money. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said to never him... Why pr- don't you, never principles. Because <laughs> I said to him, why don't you give me a column at one point? Um, and uh, I said, I'll be your token uh, Brexiteer. Yeah, you know, yeah. it'd be good. People would like it. And he went, um, I could be the like, acceptable face. He said, well, we haven't got very much money. Yeah, well, you, you'll never be the acceptable face, mate. No, that's true. Uh, no, but he did actually uh, use Aaron Banks as a columnist for a while. Mm. Uh, and I know, I was there when uh, Rod Little pitched to Matt an idea that he right. should write a spread about... Uh, the case for Brexit, yeah. and Max, it, Matt was all for it, um, and Rod said, I'll do it for nothing, just to be an interesting project. Right. And in the end, Matt uh, railed back from it because he's producing an echo chamber. It's about a load of people who are desperate for to remain, didn't get to remain, and want to bang on about yeah. it for fucking ever. But he said, again, this time around, that he's not going to be banging on about getting back into the EU. He's not accepting that. He doesn't think rejoining is the yeah, answer. Yeah. So I just, no, I just, and I thought what was interesting as well when he said, "Look, I got off Twitter. I'm a much happier person. He looks a lot happier." Yeah, um, looks because a lot older I think, with that fucking grey beard. Well, listen, it's like a pirate. <laughs> That's what happens when you've been locked down yeah, for so either many. Either diet, Matt, or shave yeah. it off. It's put ten years. Well, on you know, him. he's just going for the Grizzly Adams look. It's, you know, it's all, it's all <laughs> fine. I mean, I'm talking of which, look. by the way. <laughs> talking of which, um, I'm still, I'm, I'm actually now toying with the idea of possibly getting. Uh, somebody to cut my hair in the house, you know. Mother of my children has offered. I'm not sure she's any good at it. Is the only problem. Why don't you get the art, now... art, art kid? He's got an eye for. He has detail. actually. Yeah. How about that? That's I mean, that went very idea. well, didn't it? Yeah. He's just done. He's done about six paintings and drawings since. Um, Jesus the first star, one, right? I've turned him into a well, pro. Listen, he's he's going to make money for sure. Kids, I've said he's got talent. Yeah. You can see that. That's why I was so furious, along with so many other people, about that awful teacher that slapped yeah, him down. I know. What a fucking thing for a teacher know. to do. I know. Because if it hadn't done gone the way it has gone, yeah. he could have been put off art for ages. Yeah, because yeah. my other son, funnily enough, was put off music. Because because you know, here's the thing that they do in schools. They're only really not really interested in the kids. They're interested in the, in the in the results that they get, right? Yeah. Because they get judged by um, uh, Ofsted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, depending on how many grade A's they get, whatever the fuck it is, right? Yeah. So they said um, about my older one, oh, he's not really, um, it's not, music's not really for him. And he was really disappointed. And I didn't get involved in that at the time. Yeah. And I think I should have done because yeah. he really liked, you know, playing music, reading music. But he was more or less, he was more or less told, well, you're probably not going to pass with a very good grade. Yeah. So you might as well give it up. That's fucking horrendous. Well, they're lucky to have you as a dad. Uh, my, I, I say that reservedly. But uh, <laughs> they, what they will learn is uh, in life, and I'm sure you're telling that, but if people don't like you, tell them to go fuck themselves. Oh, yeah, well, exactly right. Well, unfortunately, he's already got that kind of uh, trait. Yeah, I'll I'm bet afraid. you he has. He has. And, um, <laughs> I'll yeah. bet you he's going to school now and t- saying to that teacher, fuck you. Well, I mean, he, it has to be said, he has on occasion when they were in school yeah. uh, he would have but he's a bit like I was you'd have certain teachers that you yeah. got along with yeah. and that was fine yeah. but the ones you didn't get along with you were always having a problem with them yeah. you know and he's getting detentions here there and everywhere because he yeah. talks back to them tell him when he get when they get back into school tell him to go in and say to that fucking art teacher hey teach think I'll uh, copy a couple of Rembrandts today. Right. what do you reckon right well I mean <laughs> one, of the fucker. Ones, one of the times he got into trouble was when he was spotted not wearing a mask and uh, one of them said put your mask on and he went why they don't work <laughs> 
<laughs> he really is a chip off the yeah, old block. Very yeah. funny. And I mean, even if you didn't agree with what he was <laughs> saying, funny. I just quite like the idea of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But listen, listen, talking miles, about yeah. the, uh, the way people look, what about this, right? Matt Hancock today apparently was the subject of a massive debate yeah. um, on or a mass debate, you might call it, on yeah. fucking Mumsnet, which has to be probably the worst uh, website of all time. If you ever yeah. want to find a bunch of whinging people talking about yeah. middle class yeah. first world problems. Yeah. But and if you're not all... a woman who's had a baby, you're no one. Yeah, you're no one. Yeah, you can't you can't go on there you unless you've got children. Because you've never had a child. You've never had a child. Yeah. Um, and so apparently they were all discussing how or whether uh, Matt Hancock was, in their words, gorgeous. I mean, uh, fucking well, hell. Well, I, I think I can answer that question. No, he's no. fucking not. He's a fucking gargoyle, <laughs> you idiots. He doesn't even look really very manly to me. I mean, I don't wish to uh, completely and utterly uh, prescribe Matt manly. Manly. He doesn't look but manly. But he doesn't look particularly manly to me. Yeah. He looks like a guy who's never really grown up. I'll tell you, I could take him with one hand behind my back. Easy. No I'm sure problem. you could. I'm sure you could. <laughs> no, he does look like a wanker. Frankly, yeah. And he's I mean, not he gorgeous. It's not, you know. I mean, I'm not saying he is a wanker. He just looks like just one. Just looks like one. Well, meanwhile. And he behaves like meanwhile, one as we well. Were, people were, 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 were taking issue with us once before because we took the piss out of the way Chris Whitty looked. Right? Yeah. Apparently last year yeah. they were discussing whether he was good looking well, well i've always said in life you should not uh, put criticize or insult people about things that they can do anything about pick right. on their looks yes they can't do anything about that <laughs> so fucking have them for it absolutely extraordinary <laughs> the reason i was thinking about this was because i saw that uh, you tweeted out about fulham's manager apparently being voted <laughs> best looking yeah. manager uh, of all time or something yeah who uh, scott parker scott uh, has parker. been voted i mean i suppose a... he has a certain chiseled look about him well yeah he has been voted in a poll as the best Best-looking manager in the Premiership uh, for now. Right. Uh, what, better because, looking than Jose Mourinho? No, no, Mourinho. no, because I don't suppose we'll be in the uh, Premiership for all that. Oh, I see what you mean. our season is going. Uh, but, uh, you know, and as I tweeted, you know, who says Fulham never win anything? Yeah. You know, we fucking won something. Best-looking manager. But I do uh, agree but surely, with, what about Jose Mourinho? Well, Isn't he thought to be everybody's favourite? Well, some, some woman tweeted, uh, oh, I, I'm a bit weird. I fancy uh, Jose Mourinho. I said, well, no, you're not. Loads of women fancy yeah. Jose, including my wife. Uh, Jurgen Klopp's good-looking guy. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, Scott was fairly lucky to win it, but he is a good-looking guy. Well, He's I mean, chiseled, who was the... You know, what was the uh, great the, dresser. What was, what was well. the, the sort of yardstick for this then? I mean, who did they ask? Uh, well, your yardstick was that you weren't Steve Bruce. <laughs> So yes. Somebody said on well, somebody said on Twitter, oh, "What about Steve Bruce? I'm not having this." <laughs> Do you know this is where we've lost our sense of humour in this country? Because in the old days, it would be more like who's the worst looking manager in the Premier League, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. But Sam Allardyce. We'll be able to do that now. Sam Allardyce. Right. Do you know the, the ugliest uh, football team ever uh, was that uh, Ipswich team that won the league back in the was it late seventies, early eighties? Well, not the one Alan Brazil was playing for. Yeah, uh, uh, Walk. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, that Ke- was uh, Kevin. That was, Kevin Beatty. Kevin Beatty. That was the Alan Brazil team. Fuck Fucking hell, they were ugly. But I mean, you should should listen to Brazil talk about those times, you know, where, um, you know, Newcastle are really ugly. Well, remember Peter Beardsley? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he was hideous. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> clearly, st- ugly Steve Bruce is making an ugly team in his own image. Yeah, it's just fucking hideous. All yeah, but them. I mean, I, football is, I mean, defenders certainly should always be ugly, shouldn't they? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know whether they should be, but they certainly always are. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get. Why are the attackers always the good lookers? Well, because they're the ones with the flair, they're the ones with the talent, they're the ones with the goal scoring well, potential. That doesn't necessarily lead on, does it? Yeah, but, but it's to like. To be a talented football, you have to be good fucking looking. No, but I mean, it comes back to that, you know, when, when, when European players started coming to this country and they were so much more kind of suave and yeah. debonair and they spoke Educated. really good. Spoke really good English. Better than our and players. Then, yeah. And then suddenly they'd get a few studs down the front of the shit <laughs> from some 
bloke from Port Vale in the cup. And they become, become and that, uglier. And then suddenly they'd go, fuck this for a laugh. They'd go back to yeah, Sampdoria. Go back to Real Madrid. You know. <laughs> but it is funny how football has changed. I mean, you and I talk about it quite a bit. I mean, I was talking to someone the other day because the rugby was on last weekend. And actually, I found myself quite indulged in watching it because it's somehow Six Nations rugby doesn't really suffer too much from not having a crowd. I know you'll probably say that's different, but football seems to really suffer from it. And I think it's partly because the well, players look, play up to the crowd so much. Look that at without home, the crowd, look at home, last, last Saturday, was it? Every single Premiership game, six of them, I think it was, uh, every away team won. Right. Not a single home win in the Premier League, mm. which proves uh, the crowd makes all the difference. Of course it does. It's not the ground. No. It's the crowd. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But it, also, so much of what footballers do yeah. is to kind of wind the crowd up. Yeah. That without the crowd and without those kind of antics, yeah. there's not much to watch. I'll really. tell you what we're all looking forward to in football is uh, Liverpool. When will Liverpool win at home? I mean, they just can't fucking win at Anfield. Well, I did Wankers. say, I was talking to a mate of mine the other day who's a Liverpool fan, not Matt Kelly. Um, who was just, I said, is this going to be the shortest run of success ever? Because, I mean, they have had some great success. Man City this year, isn't it? Um, but it doesn't look like they're going to keep it going, does it's it? It's Man City. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. The yeah, test for Liverpool will be whether they keep Klopp. Uh, well, they'll have to keep him because he's good looking. Yeah, well, you say he's good looking, but I'm not quite sure which no, glasses A lot of women do fancy him. Women fancy him, but did, did, women fancy a lot of blokes who are not good looking. Yeah, Julia Hartley-Brew is always going on about her husband looking like... He does, know, actually. Like, he, he does. does. A bit, yeah. There is yeah. a certain similarity there. Yeah, um... I must admit, I was a bit alarmed maybe this morning. She, maybe she is married to Jürgen Klopp. Maybe so. Fuck me. Christ if almighty. So, she's in Stuck. She wouldn't be getting up that early in the morning, surely, yeah. if she was. But um, <laughs> talking of that, let's talk about um, uh, the latest Hancockian nonsense, which came out today, literally less than an hour ago, uh, where he's now threatening to put you in prison, no less, for 10 years, right? Now, I haven't looked this up, but I'm pretty sure you have to commit a pretty heinous crime to go to prison for 10 years in this country. Uh, this is if you fill out a form uh, with lies in it. So when you come back from wherever you've been abroad, you fill out your locator form, which I think is what tells people where you're going to be or where you've been. If there's any lies on it, 10 years in jail. I'll tell you what, Matt... Where the fuck do they get this from? Well, Matt Hancock uh, is lucky that he's gorgeous because it deflects from how <laughs> fucking useless he is. I mean, oh. this is ridiculous. This fucking coronavirus crisis, come on, government, accept it's petering out. Yeah. We're on the way out. Stop trying to make it like the centre of everything mm. and stop trying to ban us from getting back to fucking normal. Yeah. People have had enough of this. Well, I'll tell you what. All the figures, mm. all the figures, death rates, hospital admissions, number of cases, plummeting. Right. What glimmer of hope do we get from this government? Sweet fuck all. I know. And last week, of course, they were saying, well, yes, it's really good that the infection rates are dipping and it's really good that the hospitalizations are going down, but we really have to wait until the death rate starts to go down, which is what they're now they're fucking they're doing. fucking plummeting. Right? I was looking at one particular part of southeast England, and one, you know how they, they, they break it all up into quite small areas. This one area had 1,200 cases last week. Now it's got 100, right? So that's a reduction of over 90%, yeah, right? Yeah. And yet, nothing's changed. Yeah. Well, how you does know, that work? Yeah, well, I'll tell you why it works. is because all those sage twats, they love being on telly. Yeah. If they call off the coronavirus crisis, they won't be in the briefing sessions. They won't be on the box every right. night. That bloody Van Tam guy right. loves being on the telly, oh, doesn't he? Oh, did you see him? With um, his, with his colourful yeah, suits and, he's and got his this attractive kind of, And also, he's got this kind of quirky way of speaking, like Twat. he said. I can't remember what he actually called it, but he said, Sick you know, the, the South African variant or, you know, V 
one two five as yeah, we well, call course, it in the trade. Of course, he's called JVT. They love an anachronism. Oh. Those. That, that I mean, there's lot. nothing like a bunch of fucking geeks, is there, to go around saying, "Aren't we clever? This is funny." Well, yeah, I, I tell you what, yeah. mate, it's not funny, yeah. and neither are you. Fuck off. Yeah, why don't you all fuck off? Leave us alone. <laughs> Let's get back to normal. I'll tell you what. I, yeah, I, would you mind actually just leaving the country to be run by the people that you fucking elected? Do you want to know something? Uh, I'm uh, indebted to Rod Little for pointing this out. Yeah. Uh, he's absolutely right. That's too many. So, so they said uh, uh, that, or they've always said there was no choice but to lock down. Mm. We've had to lock down. Yeah. We've locked down three, four, maybe the fourth time we'll lock down. We had to lock down. Well, before new technology, before computers, before mobile phones, yeah. uh, whatever was happening to the population, if we were dying in our hundreds of thousands, they would not have been able to lock down. Mm. The only reason that this government and governments around the world were able to lock down is because of computers and new technology. In other words, commerce and the economy... What do you mean? Because people could work no, from home? Were allowed, ...could stagger on by working yeah. from home. Uh, so before computers, we could not have done it. Mm. Funnily enough, uh, we were chucked into this situation by new technology because it allowed lockdowns and funnily enough it's our way out as well because uh, without uh, mobile phones and computers this vaccine rollout could not happen. Mm, that's very true but isn't it interesting as well though that we've got to this point where uh, we're now accepting of two things. One uh, that more than 100,000 people have died of COVID which I'm still not convinced is a true figure only because I think, you know, it's too broad-ranging, yeah. well, too wide-ranging. For example, Mike. I know did, at least four people. Did Captain Tom die of COVID no. or not? No, he didn't. But, and yet it he was... He was 100 that's... years old and he had pneumonia. Right? Uh, 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 but had tested positive yes. for. Well, not until he went tells, into hospital. Which is a crystallisation of the story well, you get every single yeah. time. I mean, I know at least three people, um, two of whom I've been told about, one of whom I personally knew, who went into hospital uh, in their 80s, did not have COVID when they went in, got COVID in there and then fucking died. Was it now 28,000 people got COVID in fucking yeah. hospital? Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. And I mean, they didn't all die, by the way. But if they did die because they got it in hospital, yeah. I mean, I suppose it's a COVID death, but it's a kind of self-styled, yeah. self-inflicted death, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and I mean, so why, when are we going to turn around and go, the NHS killed all these people? Talking of death, Mike, right. yeah, this is what, what is worrying me about this, uh, causing me great concern about this ongoing crisis, is uh, we are witnessing the death of Britain, the mm. death of fun, the death of joy, yeah. the death of anything to do. You know, uh, they are with alacrity allowing all our pubs and restaurants yeah. to die. Right. Uh, they're allowing all the places that we go to have fun to die. Mm. You know, who fucking wants to survive if this is the world we're going to emerge into where well, we can't go to the pub, we can't go to restaurants, we can't have fucking fun. Fuck you and your fucking new world. <laughs> your new fucking normal. Stick it up your fucking asses, you fucking idiots. This is the thing, right? Because I was saying this today. Um, it's all very well saying, well, it's obvious the lockdown works, right? Well, actually, it's not obvious the lockdown yeah, worked because, yeah. one, uh, the re infection rate started to come down after the peak on January the 12th, which was literally 12 days into the lockdown. So I don't know if that's enough time, to be honest. I accept the fact that it might have uh, helped a little bit, but there's lots of people who have been out and about, including me, including you, mm -hmm. going to the office, going to the supermarket. You know, we can't go very many places, but, you know, there's a lot of people driving around on the streets. London, I'll tell you what, last Friday, it was a lovely sunny day. You would not have known that there was a lockdown going on. I drove out of the uh, sort of east side of the city to get out to the A2, right? Now, you could have told me that that was a normal day 
in any given year because of the traffic, because of the people on bikes, because of the people walking. Loads of people. I was saying Greenwich, right? People mm. were literally, you know, crowding the streets. That's how many people were out. Now, that, to me, is not a fucking lockdown. No, exactly. Uh, and, uh, you know, as these lockdowns have gone on, the uh, opposition to them has diminished mm. because we've come become so covid obsessed and you you know like i know it's terrible that more we get to a situation where more than a thousand uh, a day are dying if indeed that is in, they're all down to covid and i know it's terrible that whatever you say about the figures you know we've now got way over a hundred thousand death uh, de- deaths uh, but let's get you know we've lost sense of the perspective mm. it's still in a country of 67 million yes. people 100,000 deaths over a year Right. In 67 also, million people. When people say don't you can't compare it to yeah. flu, yeah. well, actually you can, but yeah. it's actually two flu seasons because it's a, it's a whole year. Flu season's usually only three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And also, I was reading a piece today in The Telegraph that during a period that they measured last year, I think it was through mm. the summer, two-thirds of people who died died of non-COVID-related stuff, but it was because mm. of the fact that there was a lockdown that they mm. couldn't get treated. Yeah. So two-thirds of those who died of covid Died of something else. Yeah, no, no, exactly, right? exactly. So all these figures are, are certainly uh, dubious, to say the least. But l- let's give them uh, the credit. Let's just say, oh, it's terrible, 120,000 people have died. That took a year in a population of 67 million. Mm. And still, while Van Tam and the gang go on about, oh, we've got the bubonic plague, people are falling down mm. in the streets, this is the most terrible health crisis we've ever had. Uh, it, it's nowhere near the fucking most terrible health crisis we've ever had. And it's still, uh, be it death, or cases has affected less than 2% of the population. Mm. Uh, the 98% uh, can go fuck themselves as far as SAGE and the government yeah. are concerned. You know, 98% of this population have not even been affected by COVID. Uh, we've got this badly out of proportion. And considering all the cases are now plummeting, deaths are plummeting, hospital admissions are plummeting, and they never got overwhelmed, by the way, oh, it yeah. is time okay. to get the fuck out of this mess. Right. So let me just recap. For those who uh, haven't remembered what happened last March, we were told we'd have to lock down the country in order to stop the NHS from being overwhelmed. It never was. It never was. Uh, We were also told that we'd have to lock down uh, in October, it seems to me. We went into a tiered system to stop the NHS from being overwhelmed. It never was. Right. All of November lockdown. And then November came. And they decided that that would have to be a national lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so you went from, uh, say, if you went into the national lockdown in November in tier one, meaning you weren't in a bad way, mm-hmm. uh, you came out of it in tier three, which meant you were worse off. But was the NHS overwhelmed? Uh, no. The, no. The, the NHS has not been overwhelmed. It, it always comes to a crisis point this time of year. Uh, and this year has been no exception. And I do believe there have, of course, there have been more hospital admissions. And of course, COVID has caused terrible problems. But the NHS didn't go past the right. tipping point. Right. That is the point. Despite all the hysterical warnings that we can't yeah. take any more. You know, it's awful. People are crying. I've got, I've got in the a corridors. question for you, mate. It's, it's been confusing me. Uh, why is it considered. Uh, right wing to uh, be sceptical about lockdowns and left wing uh, to love lockdowns. Why is that? I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's a, a, it's a myth that's been created by 
um, this sort of uh, the left effectively. Yeah, oh, I know, just... I know. Because if you're left wing, you're a fucking idiot. That's yes, it. That's, that's the it. answer. There you go. You're a fucking yeah. twat. Also, uh, <laughs> you're a fucking twat that can work from home. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't have to worry about it? You yeah. might work in the public you can, sector. You can write your op-ed pieces you write, for the Guardian. You know, or you can have lovely time with your family. You know, most people need to get the fuck out and away from them. Yeah. You know, but that's another yeah. story. But so we've had basically an entire year, twelve months, and I'm afraid the next time somebody says to me, "We have to do this to stop the NHS from being overwhelmed." I'm going to say, yeah. well, it didn't fucking happen yeah, last yeah. time. Yeah, all the time that. before that. Yeah. All the fucking time o- before that. Overwhelm this, you twat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Unbelievable off. shit. Anyway, here's another uh, great measure from Hancock. And this is also, if you're planning to go anywhere, I don't know who he's, who he's aiming at this at because you're not allowed to go anywhere at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want to go on holiday, here's what you've got to do. Before you go, you've got to go online and buy a package, right? Not for your holiday, but for when you come back because you're going to have to quarantine, <laughs> right? <laughs> quarantine for eight days. In a hotel of their choosing, right, £1,750 you've got to pay them. To which I said, does that include a full English breakfast every fucking morning? Because, I mean, I don't know if you have to purchase for the food or what. Can you get deliveries? Can you get fucking, can you order order in pizza? What the fuck? You see, there's another reason uh, why everyone is getting really, really sick of this. Because, you know, I talked earlier about we can't go to pubs, we can't go to restaurants, we can't go to the theatre, we can't go to the cinema. In other words, what's being banned is joy. Uh, And now you mention holidays. We can't go on fucking holidays. You can't really go... Book a fucking holiday. Yeah, I mean, you know, why just all of you fuck off. Give us our fucking lives back. I'm sick of it. No, I know. And also, right, whenever it does come to the point when you can go on holiday, because I mean, I'm obviously desperate, as I keep saying, to go and see my mother, to go and see my sister, who I haven't seen for over a year now. Um, but I have no idea whether I'll be able to do that. And when I'll be able to do that, and if when I do do it, I'm going to have to wear a fucking yeah. mask. I'm going to have to get on a plane with a fucking yeah. mask on. Yeah. If I'm going to have to get a test before I go, test before I come back. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? I don't know. And that dork Van Tam, you know, that messenger of joy, fucking stands Jean-Claude. up. Jean Claude. Yeah, Jean Claude stands up at the latest uh, useless number ten briefing session, uh, brackets uh, tr- propaganda session, and say, well, if you have booked a holiday uh, for the summer, be prepared to cancel. It. Thank you very yeah. much, Four Eyes. Yeah, really. I mean, also, this other yeah. bloke from Be Sage. prepared to cancel your fucking job. You yeah, wait till exactly. I assume total power. You're all against the wall, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, the other one, right, was that guy who said, oh, I think you'll probably have to prepare yourself to there'll be no Glastonbury for at least five years. Oh, well, that's one now, good thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't really... I, I do not hold accountable for Glastonbury, as you know, because it's not my kind of oh, thing. Do I? And I would never fucking go. I mean, never I've been, been to Glastonbury. It's fucking I've horrible. never been to the festival. I've been to the, the, be, the, the I town. I went once, never again. No, Awful. I mean, it's full of fucking wankers from West London, isn't it? Well, it's just full of fucking wankers. Yeah, with their fucking, what do you call those, um, hunter wellies yeah, on. Yeah, there's only one thing no, worse. No, no, let's take some ecstasy, it'd be really cool. There's only the one thing worse than a there. Gr- there's only one thing worth it, worse than a group of human beings getting get, get together, and that's a massive group of human beings getting well, together. Well, exactly right. And also, I can't imagine how fucking pleasant it is to be in a campsite basically for days on end, yeah. in the fucking mud, which yeah. it inevitably is. I just don't fancy it. However, what I would say is that these wankers from Sage telling us that we can't go and watch a band or we can't go and see a concert and we can't go to the theatre, we can't do anything because they tell us we can't, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, mate. yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is my plan, is we walk into the Sage offices tomorrow, uh, you know, and we just say, hey, hey Jonathan, Van Tam, Chris Whitty, Patrick Valance... 
brother. Holly's brother. Uh, and just to say, uh, we're cancelling the coronavirus crisis. Yeah. It's over. It's over, yeah. Fuck you. Go back it's to your... It's cancelled. Uh, go back to your constituencies. I'll tell you, I here. reckon if we cancelled it tomorrow, everything mm. would be fine. Well, I mean, I had a doctor on today who, who said more or less the I same. Heard, yeah. You know, we've got to be careful, of course, and we are a lot more careful. I mean, I said to a guy the other day, he said, well, what would you do different you never used to do? And I said, well, to be honest, I never used to wash my fucking hands when I went home. Yeah. I never used well, to bother. Oh, Why would you? Yeah. You know, but now I do, right? Um, I, I now walk a bit further away from people. If I'm in a supermarket, I don't go right up to people. You know, we've all done things now which are different to what we used mm-hmm. to do. I also don't really object to wearing a mask in the supermarket. I hate wearing them. I'm certainly not going to wear one outside. Um, and I'm certainly... Have you heard this latest thing from old fucking Sadiq Khan, <laughs> who reckons that uh, uh, the, the masks <laughs> uh, that people Sadiq are wearing... Khan. The masks that people are wearing are not good enough on the underground, so you might have to now get one of these filtered ones. You oh, know? no, get one of those stupid fucking yeah. ones that he wears. That yeah, look, yeah. Look like some sort well, yeah, of he looks Scottish like, clan Well, it's thing only because he's got such a small head that yeah. it makes him look Yeah, ridiculous. well, he does, he's not bothered by having Did a bit of Did you see Desmond Swain today, by the way? Desmond Swain sitting in fucking Parliament with a huge scarf wrapped around his head, obviously just making a point taking the piss. You mean Britain's best MP? Yes, absolutely right. The one they tried to silence. He's a fucking great MP. He is a great a MP. credit to Parliament. Well, he gives a shit about his constituents and, and about those people. about the human race Well, about well. those people who are sick to fucking death um, of not being able to do what they want to do and to not to be able to make any money. I'll tell you what, today, people were really wound up about uh, Mike Tyndall. You know, old yeah. Zara's uh, husband. Who's the, been claiming furlough. Who's been claiming apparently furlough money, according to the son. Around about 500 quid a month, they reckon, which doesn't make him richer or poorer since no. he's already apparently he's got, got... one employee. Well, uh, him, right? Now, he's issued a statement to say that he wasn't the recipient of the money. Well, I don't know who else would be, but, I mean, it's a very interesting situation, well, a very interesting story, because he supposedly is worth 15 million quid. Yeah, I don't think there's any suggestion he's done anything illegal. No, he's not done anything illegal, no. Uh, but, uh, you know, if he's got that much money, why does he need to bother the exchequer by claiming 500 quid a month, yeah. Yeah, either for himself or for his single employee? God knows what's going on there. But my question is, how does a clapped-out old fucking rugby player get to be worth 15 million quid? Well, Could it be that the secret is... Marry into the royal family. Well, it works every time, right, Megan? It's all right for Megan, as you were just about to say before I got to it. Yeah, well, absolutely right. I mean, I imagine his after-dinner speaking fee went up a few quid. You know, oh, we're going to get some old tosser from the England rugby team from years ago, right? (laughs) How much do you think we should pay him for an after-dinner speech? I don't know, give him 400 quid. I'll never forget that scrum down. Give him 400 quid. Oh, no, hang on. He's married to Princess Anne's daughter. Scrum half puts it out of the fly half. 25 grand. Give him 20. I was there to touch one down. Great speech. Yeah, and brilliant. 15 million yeah. quid. Martin Johnson was a bit of a cunt. But yeah. apart from that, you know, I've got nothing else for you. You know, <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't mind listening to that. <laughs> that would be good, actually. But yeah, 20 grand I bet he gets now for an after-dinner speech because he's married to fucking Zara. I know, I know. It's, if you're in trouble financially, folks, uh, this is my advice, uh, Uncle Kev's financial advice for the week. Find some twat in the royal family and get married to them. Yeah, it'll, it'll just sort you out for uh, for life. There's not many of them left now to marry, though, are there? 15 million quid for some fucking clapped out rugby player how's that happen <laughs> I know absolutely extraordinary stuff but he's not the only one of course you remember there was Posh Spice wasn't there Victoria Beckham she furloughed a load of her employees yeah but to be but fair at to least that was that wasn't changed her mind. Mind. Changed yeah and mind. she gave the money back well I'm betting that Tinder will give the money back yeah I'm betting that he will be under a bit of pressure now 
Um, because the last thing the fucking royal family needs right now is another miscreant, another bloke uh, who's going to bring them into disrepute. I mean, it's bad enough that they've got Will, they've got Will's and Harry's feud, they've got Harry and Meghan's departure, they've got mm. Prince Andrew and the dodgy paedophile. You know, I mean, yeah. what more do you want? Well, I was stunned listening to your show this morning when you had uh, the former Sun Royal editor. Oh, Charlie, Charlie Ray, Ray, I think he's who, fallen. Who backed, I know. Who backed Tyndall all the way. Said he was not he's doing very anything wrong. He's the only man in Britain, I think, that actually thinks Tyndall's all yeah. right. Yeah, and uh, of course, I used to work with Sun, uh, Charlie at the yeah. Sun many years ago. And uh, let me tell you, if they'd have put that on his desk and said, write that up for the front page, he would not have morally objected I to writing that. I don't think he would that. have done. Yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't quite. I mean, he's quite right when he says that, you know. Technically, well, he technically can claim of course it, yeah. he can claim it there's nothing wrong with 15 it. fucking million yeah. you shouldn't it's though. not <clears throat> it's not illegal for him to claim it but it's not the kind of thing Coog- do. Steve Coogan did it as Coogan well, put his um, housekeeper and his gardener on furlough yeah also Coogan really? why have you got a housekeeper and a gardener because he's such a lefty why have, why have celebrities got to have housekeepers and gardeners I know fucking arseholes. I mean I haven't got a housekeeper I've got somebody who comes and cleans my flat right I've also got somebody who comes and cuts the lawn yeah. right but I mean he's not my gardener no exactly exactly why did you cut your own fucking lawn by the way because I'm too fucking tired <laughs> I mean you've seen the size of my too lawn too untalented well also it's a very uneven you know what I haven't got I might do it if you know you know, if you've ever been to people's houses where they've got these beautifully manicured lawns right? yeah, yeah, yeah. well mine isn't like that you know that <laughs> yeah, and it's a bit rough yeah, around the edges house, right? So. it's lovely but it's what I would call a wild garden yeah, right? yeah and um, and so it doesn't really lend itself very much to an ordinary lawnmower. In fact, when we first had the house, I used to try and cut it. But, you know, you get one of those hover mowers, which is on a plug, mm-hmm. right? You can't, it doesn't even reach the end of the fucking garden for a start. Yeah. So you've got to get all sorts of extension leads. And then it would just keep chewing up the blades because it wasn't flat enough. So this guy comes and he's got a ride-on mower. Um, and he does it for us. Oh, that's good. That and he does it. it I think he charges 50 quid or something. 50 quid, okay. But I mean, he's there for a good couple of hours. Yeah. yeah. You know, although you have to sort of beg him and ask him nicely to cut anything else. Anything, he's quite lazy. Anything other than the fucking lawn. He won't, if you say, look, you mind taking up all those nettles every year, there'd be nettle fucking invasion. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. He's just very unenthusiastic about well, doing it. Well, he wouldn't have else. any work to do at my house. I haven't got a fucking garden. Yeah, so. but you've got a, quite a nice little sort of I've got a, uh, rooftop I've got an upstairs scenario, terrace and I've got a downstairs I've never patio. been up to your rooftop terrace. Well, you must come in the summer. Maybe in the summertime. In the summer. If it's we're great allowed place to, to, uh, like, if we're allowed if to right, mingle. Yeah, we'll have to socially distance. Yeah, I'll yeah. sit at one end of it. Yeah. If I'll just sit in the street, so you yeah. wave to me. What about that, though? I like that plan, Mike. Let's just walk into Sage's office and say, I'll just let you know, lads, uh, the coronavirus crisis is cancelled. It's over. Just hand them all a red card. We need, honestly, though, seriously, uh, the whole population. We need this. It, the, the, you know, we're already we're in danger of getting back to a country that is going to be nothing like the country we well, used do you know to what's know. Interesting How can they that, have let this happen? I know. Do you know what's interesting is in January, right? People were starting to get fed up, and I was starting to get fed up. I think everybody was, because it was like, Jesus, how much more of this is there? And then as we started to get through January, I started to get a bit optimistic, and I thought, this is actually going to be all right. I think we're going to be able to come out of this. But now we're in this kind of limbo land, where Mm. I now come in in the morning, and you're kind of going, there's not really anything happening. No. There's not really any news, as a result of which the papers then pick up on this Uh, ludicrous fucking story about the South African variant and how the vaccine might not uh, be effective against it. Guess what? 24 hours later... 
Today they say, oh, it's effective is against it, the South African vote. Who fucking cares? This whole, that's why uh, I think that people are getting to the end of their tether. I mean, whisper it quietly. I know it's, I don't want to undermine or diminish the tragedy of it all. But I do think generally the population is just becoming bored with it. Yes. It is, it is churnalism. But also part it's of the journalism. Same yeah. stories going round and round. And part, and so, yeah. Close the borders. Vaccine doesn't work. Vaccine rollout program. Hospitals overwhelmed. On and on mm. and on and on. It, it's just also, the same you know, my shit pet, going you know, my round pet, and round my in pet, circles. My pet hate now is these fucking TV interviews whose question to anyone is always, how worried should we be about this? Uh, yeah. Well, how about not fucking worried? Yeah, yeah. how bored yeah. should we be by your question? Right. Those, those, t- those number 10 briefing sessions. I mean, does the BBC have any good journalists? No. No, they, of course they, not. They're not journalists, are they? No, they're absolutely they're just regurgitators of government policy. Well, the best one is BBC Scotland yesterday, right? In the midst of the biggest fucking political storm ever, yeah. where Alex Salmond and fucking Nicola Sturgeon are literally at each other's throats. Aye. Her husband <laughs> gives evidence to the fucking committee at which he's accused of a criminal offence, yeah. right? Do you know what they led with on the BBC in Scotland? What? Not that. Oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake. Well, anyway, fingers crossed Nicola Sturgeon's fucking had it. They put it after the fucking weather. I think she's had it. I think, I she's, think, in, she's, I I think, think she's done. She's I think in, she's toast. She's in this shit. McToast. You can tell that because she's getting very prickly about yep. it. This is very silly. Yes, I'm it's looking forward. It's not silly, darling. Also, when people it's your start death saying, warrant. And when people start saying, I'm really looking forward to, cl- to clearing my name, you go, really? Yeah, I'm yeah, really looking yeah. forward to it too, yeah. darling. Yeah, you can do it in a prison cell. Good luck Fuck with that. Jesus. Christ Almighty. Well, anyway, uh, at least it keeps us going for another week. It, it does. That was a very calm uh, podcast. Yes. Well, it? do you know what? I thought last week we were quite calm, but people said it was the best one ever. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, I don't think there was that much swearing last I week. Mean, we weren't quite as het up as we were this. I'm getting more and more I'm furious. I'm getting more fucked off with it all. So fucking furious. I know. Fuck off, Van Tan. <laughs> Fuck off, Valance. Fuck off, Whitty. Fuck off, Johnson. Fuck off, Hancock. All of you. Just fuck off. There we are. This is the fucking Thought Police. We'll see you next week. <laughs> You know, the, the ugliest uh, football team ever uh, was that uh, Ipswich team that won the league back in the late 70s, early 80s. Well, not the one Alan Brazil was playing for. Uh, 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 walk, uh, no. Uh, yeah, that, Ke- was, that Kevin, was... Kevin Beattie. Kevin Beattie, that was the Alan Brazil team, Fucking wasn't it? hell, they were ugly. But, they I mean, he, you, should, you should listen to Brazil talk about that, those times, you know, where, um, you know... They, Newcastle they to... are really ugly. Well, so, do you remember so... Peter Beardsley? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he was hideous. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> clearly, St- ugly Steve Bruce is making an ugly team in his own image. Yeah, yes. This is fucking hideous. Yeah, but them. I mean, I, football is, I mean, defenders certainly should always be ugly, shouldn't they? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know whether they should be, but they certainly always are. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get. Why are the attackers always a good lookers? Well, because they're the ones with the flair, they're the ones with the talent, they're the ones with the goal scoring well, potential. That doesn't necessarily lead on, does it? Yeah, but, but it's to like. To be a talented football, you have to be good fucking looking. No, but I mean, it comes back to that, you know, when, when, when European players started coming to this country and they were so much more kind of suave and yeah. debonair and they spoke really, good, spoke really good English. Better than our and then, players. Yeah. And then suddenly they'd get a few studs down the front of the shit <laughs> from some bloke from Port Vale in the cup. And they'd become, become and that, uglier. And then suddenly they'd go, fuck this for a laugh, they'd go back to yeah. something. Go back Real Madrid, you know. <laughs> Who fucking wants to survive if this is the world we're going to emerge into? Where well, we can't go to the pub, we can't go to restaurants, we can't have fucking fun. Fuck you and your fucking new world, <laughs> your new fucking normal. Stick it up your fucking asses, you fucking idiots. 
Fuck off, Fantan. <laughs> Fuck off, Valance. Fuck off, Whitney. Fuck off, Johnson. Fuck off, Hancock. All of you. Just fuck off. <laughs>